next time. Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. Well, it was about an hour and 40-minute meeting last night, but dominating most of it, and it's going to take the whole show, it's the sports complex that's proposed down there by Shields. And we know that the sports complex has been talked about for decades. Not this one in particular, but... Uh, what was it, Xanadu back in the day? That was before I started covering the council. Uh, 7-12 now in the capital city. It is the WMAY morning news feed. Wednesdays brings the council roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location open now. Head West Subs. So last night's meeting, again, about an hour and 40 minutes. It was a committee of the whole meeting where they review proposals and they put them on either the debate agenda where they further debate them next week before final passage, or they put them on a consent agenda where they pass a bunch of measures that aren't considered controversial all in one. But they also review, and they've been doing this the past few uh, meetings, they review ordinances that have been held in committee. Then they've pared that down quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> I remember one point when I was covering the city council exclusively uh, and going to the meetings and I'd get the little printed uh, calendar and I'd look through it. And there were like at times three or four pages of ordinances that remained in committee. And they never went back and actually cleaned out you know, what they weren't going to address. They just kept them in there for, for a long time. Well, we saw that pop up again with uh, last week, uh, the ordinance that uh, puts limits on how much the mayor can spend uh, before he has to get council approval. That was an ordinance that was brought up three years ago. Uh, but it was brought out of being held in committee and then passed. I'm still have yet to see if the mayor plans on vetoing it. When does he have to? I think he has to do that before the next city council meeting which would be next week so uh, we'll keep you posted on that but a lot to get to last night Uh, we've talked about the most recent iteration of a proposed sports complex with scott dahl tourism uh, visitors director here for the city of springfield and uh it's it's a pretty grand idea uh something that uh, people say will bring a substantial amount of economic activity to the capital city so it was proposed months ago uh they've been working kind of behind the scenes to get all the the pieces of the puzzle put together and uh alderwoman kristen desenso announcing last night that uh, aldermen should have received a whole bunch more information on this and they're looking to move forward with it at some point in the next month or so here's alderwoman desenso we're going to be thorough about this. This is a big deal. We're not going to make any rash decisions. We're going to get all of our questions answered. We're going to express all the concerns we have. Um, and then, and only then, will we move it to either the uh, you know, consent agenda or the debate agenda. So again, this measure's been in committee, held in committee for months. Uh, so now they're bringing it back out to actually start talking about it. More from Older Women Desenso. So what I want to happen is everyone to have a thorough understanding of what this project encompasses and what it means for the city and what the city's obligations are or aren't. So I just want a very clear, comprehensive understanding and discussion about this project. There's a lot of conversation from uh, all sides of the horseshoe here. Uh, We'll also hear from uh, residents from the east side a little bit later on in the council roundup. Uh, But Alderman Hanauer, he's got some concerns. Here's to be to where they're going to put, I think it was 10 fields or uh, at least eight. Eight fields Mm -hmm. in uh, parking facilities and amenities capable of hosting 
tournament class events. I don't know what that entitles. So hopefully we get a definition of what tournament class events means. More from Alderman Hanauer. Raise some. They're going to have to get some cash to pay for, you know, expenses for those three months that they have to pay for bank or whatever. Because the first uh, phase is just going to be an outdoor field uh, layout. They're not going to do the indoor options, which Alderman Hanauer noting that's nine months out of the year. What happens to the other three months? Uh, but he has questions about that second phase, which would be creating an indoor facility. What happens if they determine they don't want to build the the uh, indoor facility? That's one of the big big proponents of doing this is the is the indoor. Um, I don't know that we necessarily need a 10, 10, 8 or ten field area um we've had those out here we've had and and they failed they failed or they've they've they haven't uh react they haven't done as well as what everybody thought they would you know four seasons was had a lot of diamonds and what's that now it's not much going on there uh alderman redpath jumping in here are we owning this Uh, actually i apologize it's alderman hanauer uh with a pretty substantial question i think is important are we owning this thing? Are we running this thing? Or what is the deal? Because that's what it looks like to me. I'm not I'm not voting for one dime more than 50% of the total cost. Not one dime more. I will not vote for it. And I'm a sports guy. But we should not put one dime more than 50%. If they can't make it work, then we need to get out of it. Uh, some people may argue that uh, even putting 50% in of uh, tax dollars uh, is, is kind of an indication that it wouldn't work on its own. Uh, but we'll see where this advances. Alderman Redpath jumping in. You know, the biggest part of this, if we're going to give them a certain amount of money, we need to know that they're going to follow through with the whole project. And that's, there's a lot of big questions left. So I think it's important for us to... And again, that kind of reiterates uh, Alderman Hanauer's question of, you know, we'll, we'll pass this first phase, but what about the second phase? What if that doesn't come to fruition? Uh, the Corporation Counsel, Jim Zirkel, uh, was asked by Alderman Sean Gregory for really a, a distilled version of how much money the city will be on the hook for. On the construction side, the maximum over the 23 over the 23 year period would be thirty million five hundred thousand dollars over 23 years. Mm-hmm. And then the additional uh, $5,750,000 is the $250,000 per year, again, over 23 years. It's a lot of money over 23 years. Uh, more from the Corporation Council. And then ultimately the City Council has final approval on, for example, if it doesn't adopt, uh, for example, the hotel-motel tax rebate uh, arrangements or doesn't adopt the sales tax rebate, then the project is ended. So there's a whole series of checks and balances, but that has been part of the, uh, may I say, uh, difficulty or complexity with this because we don't have all of the information. They're still in the point of trying to uh, put together the private side because remember, for every dollar that the city is committed over this 23-year period, they have to raise a dollar in private money. So that's that 50-50. 
We got a lot more uh, from all sides of the horseshoe here with the Council Roundup, so stay tuned. It's coming up here on WMAY. The Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location open for lunch, Head West Subs. Last night's hour and 40-minute meeting, uh, Alderman Ralph uh, Hanauer raising concerns about a variety of things with this uh, proposed development. Uh, you've also heard from Alderwoman DeCenso, Alderman Redpath. He actually chaired last night's Committee of the Whole. But now let's hear from Alderman Donlin, who uh, also has some questions that uh, need to be hashed out. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, you know, oh, I welcome. think this project, is, and it's been talked about in various forms for over, gosh, decades now, has merit. And, you know, there's other cities throughout the, the, the Midwest that have been successful with such projects. But my question, you know, we've been burned before on, on some projects where, uh, payments have been made prior to the completion of a project. And we've seen that pop up time and time again in the in the council chambers. Uh, I mean, look at uh, the Ferguson Booth building, for instance, or uh, gosh, you, there, that parking. Uh, it was like a, 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 a hotel slash, uh, you know, children amusement park thing or whatever they were going to do downtown, if you remember that. We still haven't seen details on that develop, but a variety of other things. And uh, he also mentioned the decades that we've heard about this, uh, you know, elusive sports facility that uh, the city has been looking for. Could this be the one? More from Alderman Donnellan. What kind of assurances do we have that we're not going to be uh, expending money as we go along and then have a project that's 50% complete and we've already invested you know a significant amount of money in the project yeah like tens of millions of dollars talking about here's uh, corporation council zirkle and the what i think is going to happen is i think there will probably end up being some kind of a performance bond because my guess is go. the lender or somebody will require that so in order for the project to move forward and get financing for instance above and beyond whatever city taxpayers fork over uh the uh, developers may have to get a performance bond so that might be the assurance that uh, the city council needs uh corporation council zirkel uh talking about uh you know there's a current tax that's uh higher uh for the legacy point area and you know that if you shop at shields for instance it's one percent on top of what the city's sales tax is you're exactly correct there's a one percent special sales tax in that business district it continues, and that is funding the current infrastructure. So it's unrelated to this. Okay. So the 2.5 is related to additional or new sales tax that would be generated after the project is completed. But it's not going to be a new sales tax. So the 1% is already on there, right? They're just looking at diverting some of the overall tax to uh, help pay for some of this. Yeah, but it's not an additional 2.5. I mean, in other words, I, I don't know. What that that is, is correct. Okay, just make that is, sure. That, is that was my concern. Thank you. Continuing on, other older people uh, chiming in. Here's Alderwoman Erin um, Conley. So are we going to be charging an extra 2% hotel motel tax before 1%. this? 1%. Oh, sorry, 1%. Um, yes, ma'am. I'm getting my twos mixed up. Um, would we be charging that before we have the 270-day clock run out for the developer? No. I would anticipate that that would be tied with whenever the financing would be put in place. So, again, um, they're looking at diverting some of the existing sales tax. They're also looking at increasing the hotel motel tax by 1% to help fund this as well. More from Corporation Council Jim Zirkle. And I think they're in full agreement. They're not expecting the taxes to be imposed if there's no project. I mean, right. that's 
that's certainly not the intent. I hope that's not the intent. Uh, Corporation Council Zirkle clarifies. This, this relates to phase one only. So that, when that we look at phase two, we're looking at another request for additional funds? Um, depending on how the, you know, the revenues from these uh, tax sources go, Yes. Okay. All right. So phase two is going to be more um, exposure for the city taxpayers. Uh, Alderwoman Conley, more from uh, her comments. And if, if I could, just moving forward, I, I would love a, an actual definition. Um, I agree with Alderman Hanauer. What is an, amen an amenity capable of hosting tournaments? tournament class events. I'd, I'd like to some detail around what that language means. So that's going to be one of the definitions that uh, we'll probably hear more about uh, as they continue to discuss this. Uh, coming up next, we'll hear from Alderman Williams, Alderwoman DeCenso, the mayor jumping in, and also Scott Dahl uh, from the mayor's administration talking about this project. So stay tuned. It's on the way here. Much more coming up with the Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. It's the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. And I listen to the Springfield City Council meetings early in the morning Wednesdays and bring you all the highlights you need to know to get on with your day. Uh, still to come, by the way, in the 8 o'clock hour, Congressman Darren LaHood and uh, Illinois State Rifle Association's Richard Pearson. So stay tuned for that. Let's get back to the debate last night. Uh, it was a uh, City Council Committee of the Whole, and they're debating uh, the issue of a proposed sports complex. At Legacy Points, and here is Alderman Roy Williams talking about some of his concerns last night. Where I'm at is I'm a pro Springfield person, so I'm demanding all the buildings be located for our school district. You know, so we got to put it on north of side of Shields. You know, on the 186 side as well. Uh, I have tons of questions on who's going to run it. Is it going to be Springfield people? Uh, are, are the Springfield citizens going to be employed there uh hotels how can i guarantee that they're going to use okay they got the one percent and that's the incentive to use you know uh the hotels but what stops chatham from throwing up three motels you know right there and i mean i just have to think that way i don't think anything's stopping chatham from throwing up some hotels there if they see the uh, opportunity uh more questions uh and he uh, talks about uh uh, you know, there's uh, there's just a whole host of things going on here. I don't see nothing in here that says Chatham's putting up whatever for theirs. So what I'm saying to you is I'm going to be looking at it from that direction, seeing what we can do for the entire city. When when uh, Alderman DeCenso first talked about this, she said everybody can benefit. So I'm looking for a community benefits agreement. He continues with some of his other concerns. But, of course, I want you to hear me clearly when I say they are saying their ideals they're being told by uh, tourism that they have to have a feasibility study, and it has to. And you know that's when cost comes in and all this other stuff. So I, I want things to be fair. I want Springfield to have one, but I do think we have to come up with a community benefits agreement to get some more guarantees. So uh, Alderman Williams uh, talking about some of the things that uh, the East Side uh, has been asked to do when they've proposed a similar type of sporting complex. And we'll actually hear from uh, Damian Johnson a little bit later on. Uh, Alderwoman DeCenso, though, directly responding to Alderman Williams. This is being designed as a regional sports facility. So, yes, Springfield's going to be directly benefit from it, but it's going to be a regional sports facility meaning that it doesn't just impact the city of Springfield. It's going to impact, you know, all the... So where's the regional incentives? Where, where, where are they at? Where's these other regional people at that are going to put up something 
or you know give them take some of this off of us because they're coming up with it. Well, we're gonna we're going to benefit the most. That's just a fact. Okay. We have we have the most okay. hotels. We have the most restaurants. We will definitely benefit. So, the most. so you would be in agreement for this community benefits agreement to, to make sure that they're going to use our hotels and restaurants and whatever else. 100%. Thank you. I appreciate that. For All sure. right. So we'll see that uh, agreement surely develop. Here's the mayor jumping in, uh, talking about some of the statistics. The city did front the uh, study, the feasibility study for the initial part, and then uh, there's uh, three entities. One was the Shields Development Group, or no, I'm sorry, Legacy Point. One was uh, Dingin Johnson's group with regards to Eastside Springfield and that development. The other one was UIS Springfield. They all had interest in sports complex. So he said, we'll do the first portion, and then the uh, other entities can do the second portion, which would be the feasibility study for themselves. So uh, those studies uh, being conducted, and even we'll hear about a study uh, for the east side development from Damian Johnson a little bit later on, but more from the mayor. The outside part of that, though, as we all know, is with sales tax revenue, that's going to be benefiting us 186 the same because that was passed in a referendum. So it doesn't matter which side of the development it, uh, sales tax is generated, it will benefit school district 186 the same as it would. So that maybe uh, alleviates some of the concerns that Alderman Williams had. Uh, here's Scott Dahl uh, from the uh, Langfelder administration, who's uh, really been behind the scenes working this uh, this measure and getting it all together and putting the puzzle pieces to fit just right. Um, in their three-year impact numbers, they're generating $38.9 million in economic impact annually. That's their outdoor. The first year, their indoor, uh, $19.5 million from their indoor. So exactly what the mayor was saying is, Yes, they're generating more from the outdoor, and that's why we're doing the outdoor first, or the developers are moving forward with the phase one. But this is exactly how Sandusky has done it. So uh, he's providing uh, an example of a different uh, area where they have a similar type of uh, development, and uh, Sandusky is, uh, you know, got their, their their sports tourism going strong, and he laid out those numbers where uh, you could see the difference between the outdoor and the indoor type of facilities. But Dahl also made uh, a mention that, listen, during the pandemic, one of the things that actually grew while restaurants were closed, while corporate offices were closed, while schools were closed and kids had to learn from home and so on. Sports tourism still happened. Didn't happen in Illinois. It happened in other states. And people from Illinois, with their kids, took their kids to other states for sports tourism. Uh, so he's highlighting how that's a strong industry that the uh, the city needs to uh, capture on. But, of course, I've got the question of what if all of a sudden we have sports tourism, we've got this great facility, and then another pandemic comes around. And the governor says, nope, can't have it. Uh, wear your mask or, you know, don't you can't have gatherings. There's COVID-23, um, which, by the way, I watched Songbird the other day. It's a horrible movie. Uh, but here's uh, more from Scott Dahl uh, talking about uh, the question of who manages this thing. That was brought up by Alderman Williams yep. and Alderman Hanauer. Yeah, SFA manages the property for which SFA, Sports Facility Authority, I think. Yeah, SFA manages the property for which I think is very, very important that we have a professional management company managing the property. Not only do they manage it uh, in a professional way, but they have connections nationwide to tournaments, and that's really what we're looking at. Regional tournaments, uh, nationwide tournaments, large AAU tournaments. Alderman Sean Gregory had a pretty specific question about some of these tournaments. You got an example, just one? Yeah, any, I mean, any, any AAU basketball, like, uh, if you're doing the indoor or baseball. Any? Can, can you name one tournament? Um, I can name probably one tournament. 
there's a there's about a hundred listed in the SFA I, feasibility studies. Is is what I'm getting at. So I uh, couldn't necessarily name one, but uh, can go to the documentation and uh, pull at least one of the hundreds that are listed there. Uh, about the hotel capacity, here's uh, and Scott that is, We have 3,975 uh, hotel rooms available every night in Springfield. We run about 55% occupancy pre-pandemic. Uh, and so we have room for about 200 uh, additional or new hotel rooms in the city at this point until we reach our what we consider our max in the past. So uh, looking at hotel capacity, obviously important, and this would increase that capacity. Uh, and I, you know, Alderman Williams had the question of, well, what's going to stop Chatham from you know developing uh, some hotel space to try to capture some of that? Uh, I don't think anything's there to stop that. But uh, one thing's for sure, Alderman Redpath wanted to reassure uh, Alderman Williams that uh, uh, hotels in Springfield will get filled. Clarification for Alderman Williams. The hotels on Dirksen Parkway, which are in Ward 3, they're going to get used. Yeah. Absolutely. They are going to get used. Absolutely. Is that what you wanted to hear? And so will the downtown properties right in our, our heart of our destination and our, and our historic sites. You know, they're going to want that experience. And again, what makes Springfield attractive, our location, uh, our proximity, our affordability, and the fact that we're already a destination city. So uh, the conversation continues, uh, and you've got Alderman uh, Redpath also looking to, I guess, reveal a little bit of other news about Shields. The extension for the Shields contract mm-hmm. is supposed to expire in 35, and it's going to be extended to 42. Is that what I understand? That's my understanding. So they're looking to stick around for quite a bit, uh, and that was uh, something that was floated last night. Of course, that's from the city's end. haven't heard officially from Shields if that's going to happen, but... Um, meanwhile, uh, Dahl continues uh, to talk about some of the benefits and uh, the overall uh, questions, trying to alleviate some of the concerns. Shields will be a major player, certainly a major sponsor, uh, but a major player. And, and I've said it from day one, but for Shields being here, I'm not even sure if we get this done at Legacy. I right. think that is the anchor I for us. Right. And that's why that location is so important. It's because Shields is there, and Shields is already a destination. So that may answer questions brought up a little bit later on by Damian Johnson as to why not the east side. Uh, Because Shields, uh, according to uh, Scott Dahl, is really a major driver for this development to be at the Legacy Point area. And I think that was probably one of the major things that uh, was thought about whenever Shields developed there as well, is it's uh, some some fertile property, so to speak, uh, right off the highway, uh, good visibility there, but also a good spot for people to be able to develop even more properties. Uh, let's see if we can make that happen. Uh, Alderman Hanauer uh, still has substantial questions. They have a state of play and what I made sure that they do is that they would have to say that you know if you stay you have to stay in Springfield or you guys don't play. So that's something that uh, Alderman Williams liked hearing. But again, uh, Alderman Hanauer, he's really concerned about this being split up into two phases. One phase with the outdoor um, facilities and then the uh, second phase being indoor facilities. These numbers don't seem to add up. If we're going to do one phase, but I'm worried that we're not going to get phase two done if another council comes in. And they say, no, we're not going to do it. Then we've, then we've really stuck it to this developer. Oh. <laughs> so we need to just do one, just put it all in one and, and vote it, be done. What do you think of that? Uh, should we just go ahead and hold off until all the pieces of this puzzle are put together? Because you never know what a future city council is going to do, right? 
I think that's a, a, a pretty salient point. Um, Damian Johnson, uh, he is uh, really integral in, in fighting for some development on the east side. Uh, he addressed the council last night. I'm Damian Johnson, I'm a resident of Ward 3. I'm also the president of the East Springfield Community Center Commission. Me and my organization, we brought forth this new concept of this new industry to the capital city. We brought it forth for the reason that we needed to find a way to be able to save Springfield's east side. Continue with some of his uh, criticism and concerns. The east side is our most cancerous part of this city. And it needs help the most. So we need to exhaust every possibility and go in there. More from Johnson. A study is imminent. And it's going to be a true project-specific feasibility study package. It's going to study all aspects of Star Village. Because he was told um, when he brought the idea of Star Village forward, which would be an east side development, they really pushed him, and we covered this on the council roundup, uh, they pushed him to get a feasibility study put together and to uh, show the math, so to speak. And he says that now that they've got some funding, I believe that uh, the organization he's with got some of the uh, uh, cannabis tax money from the city of Springfield, uh, like six figures, I believe. So they may be using some of that to pay for a feasibility study, and he says that that is imminent within the next 90 days or so. Um, but uh, he continues on. So if you really truly be- believe in the promise of this city and you truly believe in the promise of reviving the east side of Springfield, I need y'all to stand with me and I need y'all to embrace my organization because the east side deserves it and we all need to look there and we need to embrace and we need to hug and we need to uh, tell the east side residents that we care. He got into a conversation uh, last night with Alderman uh, Andrew Proctor. Uh, so here's uh, Damian Johnson and Andrew Proctor talking about the uh, proposal that uh, Johnson brought forward for Star Village, which included uh, several different types of tax increases or incentive programs to spur on the development. And that was something that uh, uh, several people raised question about, including uh, Alderman Proctor. You know that, but we will be looking at the totality of any incentives that we think and our consultants believe that the city could generate for us. Well, there's a difference between incentive and tax, so I just want to be... They're the same when it comes to economic development projects, okay? So, uh, in a way, he's, he's right, because uh, it's all tax dollars. <laughs> and when you uh, offer up incentives, uh, that's using tax dollars as a, as a kind of a, uh, you know, a uh, little bit of a... Uh, lure uh, to, to to develop businesses and to develop projects. Uh, so th- it's all tax dollars uh, at play here. Uh, and then Alderman Gregory, he uh, he wanted to make sure that there was clear distinction between what's being proposed at Legacy Point and what uh, Damian Johnson is proposing. The two projects to me is a little I think right? This is just a sports complex. Yours has a lot more to it. So, you know, what I worry about, and, and I told you this, if, if, if we do go through with this i I don't know if if there's going to be room for any type of incident so uh they they, of course uh finished up that conversation you're going to hear a lot more about this in future meetings uh when they ultimately move forward with this i think is 
anybody's guess because they've got a lot of uh, outstanding questions that could be answered in the next week or two weeks. So we'll keep you posted on that. Also, last night, they uh, approved initially uh, spending on this and that and the other and a whole bunch of other stuff. So last night, Springfield City Council meeting really dominated by the conversation about the sports complex. Uh, That's your council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location is now open for lunch. Head West Subs.